Moderna's projected revenue from its mRNA vaccine orders can break $18 billion mark later this year, while its stock rose 1,000% from its minimum at the beginning of 2020. Is this a one-trick pony company or is it here to stay? I'm Pavel Rizhov and this is Biotopia. Moderna was founded in 2010 in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and its journey to where it is today has been shaped by speculation, controversy, secrecy, several rounds of staggering capital investments, and now, finally, fame and rewards. Basically, Donald Trump's presidency until January 6th. Speaking of which, we all know how much media attention he has used to command. If only I could have a fraction of that. I'm only asking that you smash the like button and hit subscribe and notification bell to stay up to date. I also do interviews with life science professionals, where they share knowledge and experience with all aspiring biotech students and graduates. So please check out my podcast down in the description below or by tapping the top right corner of the screen. And now, back to Moderna. Between difficult-to-master technology of mRNA-based medicines and concerns over its long-term safety, skepticism was rampant throughout the last decade. And these concerns among life science community and many outside investors were not unwarranted. Because for several years, the technology was not even in human trials. And until a few months ago, there was no approved mRNA medicine on the market. Period. Think Tesla, but without any cars. All the while, Moderna was raising money and pouring it into R&D. First major and frankly unprecedented $240 million collaboration with AstraZeneca in 2013 paved the way for many other companies to follow suit, which led to higher and higher valuation and hype around Moderna's mRNA platform that can, at least in theory, be applied to treating all kinds of diseases. Its CEO, Stefan Bansel, has been known to drive much of the conversation about the promise of mRNA technology, which has sparked both praise and controversy from others. And the company's difficult-to-work culture over the years resulted in many top-level executives and scientists leaving the company. As the years went by, Moderna focused on vaccine development, a low-hanging fruit and disappointment, according to some insiders. In a Stat News article about Moderna in 2016, a former manager was quoted as saying, why would you start with a clinical program that has very limited upside and lots of competition? Well, that statement didn't age well. And that former manager is probably lining up to get Moderna vaccine shot as we speak. How the time flies. With multiple vaccine candidates in active development and some in clinical trials, we come to 2020. Uh, 2020, let's try to go through that as quickly as we can because I bet no one wants to relive that again. When Moderna caught wind that COVID-19 is about to become a global pandemic, they did not sit idly by. In fact, it took them mere weeks to get a vaccine candidate ready for clinical trials, and by March, they started dosing their first patient. Let me rephrase that. They went from bench to patient in less time it took me to find a job last year. I mean, take my money, Moderna. I believe in you. But seriously, their progress can be attributed to the adaptiveness of mRNA technology and all the advances in gene sequencing and data dissemination that have been going for the last several decades. That means they were able to encode the spike protein, the one coronavirus uses to attach to our cells in the mRNA form, package it in a molecular envelope and start testing it its safety in phase one clinical trial in record time. The rest of the journey through the trials over the last year went at a similarly astounding pace. In late July, Moderna successfully started its late-stage clinical trial, and by end of November, it reported over 94% efficacy of its candidate. 
With emergency use authorization approval from FDA in December, it started administering first doses of its vaccine before the end of 2020, gaining praise from scientists, clinicians, and the public. It entered 2021 along with other vaccine makers such as Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, with record number of new coronavirus cases and a wave of enthusiasm of its mRNA platform. The question now is what will Moderna do with all this money that will rain upon it over the year? They have achieved something that very few was even thought possible, essentially introducing alongside Pfizer and BioNTech an entirely new medicinal approach to treating diseases. But back to the question of scalability of this platform. What's interesting is that even back in the day, Moderna's shift to vaccines was attributed to potential safety issues over its delivery mechanism. In particular, repeated exposure to nanoparticles made of lipids. Because in essence, mRNA provides a blueprint to the cells in our body to make copies of a particular type of protein that it encodes. Blueprints may get lost because it's frankly a mess of a factory inside our bodies, so further injections may be required in many disease indications, unlike in infectious diseases. Here is what I will be personally paying attention to. You may be familiar with the emerging new variants of COVID, like a UK strain or South African strain, which start to differ in their genetic sequences from original SARS-CoV-2, which is in fact, in and of itself, is a variant of SARS-CoV-1. Moderna is obviously aware of it and has since started working on new vaccine candidates to address these alterations. The question is whether repeated vaccination with a modified vaccine will prompt some safety issues in patients or not. If it does, it may indeed be the case that the platform in its current state may require some alterations and broader applicability of mRNA medications is actually still a blue sky dream. Only time will tell. But for now, thank you for watching this video. Please give it a thumbs up if you found it informative or at the very least entertaining.